What's up? And welcome to You'll Never Talk Alone. I'm your temporary host, Alex Lovell, joined this evening by William Caves, the 18th Esquire. Will, how are you doing? Well, <laughs> I'm wonderful. It's been a long time, Alex. I know. I think we only had a cup when you, the yeah, last right. time you recorded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did we have both? I can't remember. Ancient history. Um, I don't remember. Who knows? It's, you know, it's been a long time, but it feels like no time. Well, I've just gotten caught up watching the World Cup. Oh, wait. Hang on. Oh, wait. I mean, the Nations League is better than the World Cup anyway, right? Is it? According to UEFA. Oh, well, that's true. (laughs) Uh, Before we get started, Will, I know we talked about it in our pre-recording, pre-production meeting, but how excited are you for the new Coheed album? coming out on friday oh it's gonna melt faces it's so good this is a coheed podcast by the way yeah for linguistics liverpool mm-hmm. and coheed and cambria mm-hmm. those are the three pillars that we've built this brand upon and that's what we'll stick to till the end of time yes correct and, and you know it kind of fits because this is a coheed is a band that we've often used as a way as a suggestion for a chant for a certain player Correct. Uh, who has since departed, and in that really, really natural segue, we're going to start talking about the departures that we're seeing from the club this summer. Um, I mean, those we'll, we'll go through the list, but there's no other place to start really than Sadio Mane completing his transfer to Bayern München today um, for a fee that no one really cares about because we're too concerned with Sadio leaving. Um, Will, I know you've been a Sadio stand since day one, but how are you feeling right now? Sadio. It, it sucks. He, I mean, he's, he's the catalyst for most of the, the success that we've had early. You know, he, he may not have been the cause of it all, but you, you know, you've had lots of players that, that made it, but he was the one that kickstarted everything. And, he is just such a like when when Torres left, which I would say I don't think this is necessarily comparable to Torres leaving, but it was a gut punch. And when Suarez left, you were kind of ready for him to go. Like he was so good, but we didn't need that trouble. You're kind of ready for him to go. Um, but this hurt, hurts. It's like your best friend moving away you know, or, or something like you, it's, it was inevitable. I think we all kind of saw it coming and when it did happen, it, you know, it just, it just sucks. Uh, I am glad that we see, we kind of blunted it a little bit by signing, breaking our record signing, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later, but you know, it, Mane means so much to this team. He clearly means so much to the players on the, on the team. Uh, he means a lot to his community back in Senegal and, and, you know, he's just, He's going to be a big loss. Um, Bayern has gained more than just an elite player. I mean, he, you know, he's he's an exceptional person as well, and he will be missed. I, that's the biggest thing that stands out to me. Like, yes, his play was exceptional. He carried us through many difficult spells. He was rarely ever injured. He scored big goals, and he's one of the club's record goal scorers still at this point. Um, but he's just such a genuinely nice person. Like you see pictures of him, you hear stories about him, you see the videos that the club produce, and he's just a goofy, 
nice person like who's just living the dream who wants to be better all the time like he clearly sets high standards for himself and he said it multiple times that he didn't leave because he didn't like it here he left because he just wanted a new challenge which i mean most successful hungry people want to do uh it just sucks that he couldn't stay here for his whole career because i mean i if if not for his professional wanderlust he probably would have like for mm-hmm. everything that you see that he says that he does, he loves the club mm-hmm. and he was so happy to be a part of it. And I know those videos that the club put out showing kind of the history of him. He was very open at the beginning of like once Liverpool came calling, there was no other place I was going to go. Right. And you can even see it in the celebration of his first goal against Arsenal, which is one of the, that match. I, I, I like that was really when ever, I think everybody, all of us were just like, all right, here we go. The Klopp era is here. Four goals just right out of the gate in the first match of the season capped off with Mane hitting that belter into the upper corner and then jumping on Klopp's back. Like That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. Liverpool memories. And he's just been a part of... I, I, you know, like we, we wouldn't have what we have right now. We wouldn't be in this position without him. So it just it sucks that he's going. It's, you know, I think I'm thinking back on my favorite goals of his. I think, you know, you go immediately to that his very first goal where he jumps on Klopp's back and it was incredible. He, my favorite though, was the one he scored against Bayern actually. Yeah. Um, that he, he sent Neuer back to the, <laughs> the bench. Uh, just, just, just destroyed him with that, that turn, the quick turn and shot. And it, that was obscene at speed turning around just he's ridiculous and to do that on you know one of the top probably top three top five keepers in the world right now is and at that point in time he was probably higher i mean neuer was is a machine um was really incredible it's it's exciting i really liked you know the 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 alliance has that cool like how they can change the color i don't know what it's called but like the you know their stadium is is wrapped in um they can change it all kinds of ways. And I liked how they, they spelled out Mane on it today. And it was really neat. They, they seem to, I mean, they, they, it's not, it's a big deal to us, but I think it's also easy to forget how big these players are worldwide. You know, like mm-hmm. Mane is our player, you know, like we know he's good. We know he's, he's one of the best, you know, wide forwards in the world, but then you look at it like, Okay, yeah, he won. He won Afcon. He's won two cups this year. He's won the Champions League, won the Premier League. You know, is has been voted. You know, you know, innumerable player of the tournament, player of the year, player of the season, whatever awards across. You know, both his club and international career, and and it's a big get for Bayern. I mean, this is huge for them. This is like old Bayern kind of signing. Which I mean, they're they're right to be excited. So as much as it sucks for us, like. I can see how like there's that incredible energy, like oh my gosh, we got Sadio Mane, this is incredible type thing. So I mean, I'm happy f- for him, and I, he's the type of player that if if we do end up drawing them in Champions League or something, he'll be respectful. We he will get an ovation, you know. And, and it's it's I'll, you'd like to see that, you know. That's a feel good story. Yeah the the fact that it was an amicable split, mm-hmm. it's it can't be overstated enough how important that is for someone of his legacy at the club and yeah like you said this is it's not really a signing that Byron make Byron don't 
signed the finished product world-class top star mm-hmm. like yeah I, I know they won 10 in a row and they're an incredible team but that's not the profile of player that they typically sign um so you're right like it's a huge gift for them it's a huge name and we do we have like we're lucky to have been able to take how good he is for granted and i mean he's he's just been unfortunate i guess in a sense and it was great to see him and mo be super nice and friendly uh, in comments as he was leaving, but he has sort of had to live under Mo's shadow since Mo arrived. And you can you can't really fault him for wanting to go somewhere else and be more of the main man. Like he'll obviously have to compete with other big names and depends on if Lewandowski stays there, how that works out. But he gets to go and be the star of a team now. And he's I mean he's more than deserved it considering the the success that he's had and the performances he's put in mm-hmm. week in week out season after season. It's just, just sucks. <laughs> I, I miss brutal. him already. It doesn't, it doesn't feel right to see him in another team's kit with another team. Like it just feels wrong. I am sort of surprised. This is on a, on a slightly different note. Like I'm not surprised they went ahead and signed Nunez because this his whatever club, club any club that's going to charge us for a player that it just got increased because we sold money and then we have money. Um, but like, I wonder who's going to be number 10. Cause you would imagine that like Nunez comes in and gets that, or like maybe Bobby shifts and Nunez gets nine, but the, it'll be interesting. Or maybe, I don't know, Jota or Diaz or somebody else gets it, but it'd be interesting to see who fills that void. It's, it's going to suck. And it's also going to, I mean, he, you, you talking about, Mo and how much he lived in his shadow, he enabled Mo so much of Mo's play. I mean, it, so the front that front three when they were running rampant all over Europe, Bobby pulled the strings. But you can't you can't have Mo Salah without Sadio Mane. He doesn't have the same success. He doesn't have the the same you know. I mean, maybe he has the same killer instinct, sure, but he doesn't score as many goals. If you know, if you only have to watch out for one of them, you know. Obviously, you've seen, we've seen Mo not score goals when Mane wasn't on the pitch. You see, you know, if, if Mane gets pulled, you see double, triple teams on Mo. It, it, it happens. And I don't think you have the the modern, you know, just megastar that is Mo Salah without Sadio Mane. And I think he's just, maybe he doesn't score as many goals, obviously, but I think overall player is probably in the same ballpark as those guys and, and would, would I mean is is in contention for all all the awards he can get? He's just an excellent player, and he will absolutely be missed for sure. And one thing that stood out, I guess, kind of last point on Sadio, because or else it's going to get really emotional in here, uh, is watching the the highlights of his goals. He just scored an inordinate amount of left footed goals for not being a left footed player, and he just absolutely belted it. Like you think you look back at a lot of his iconic goals. And they were all left-footed, and it's just—I don't know why that shouldn't be so strange to me for a professional player to be able to score with his weaker foot. But he just—he could do it, and it was always a threat, and that's super underrated, uh, even at that level. And also, just, headers, headers, header, yeah. so many headers for a short guy. That, that, um, that run where he was our near-post flick-on header goal scorer for right. what eight games in a row was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um. Another big loss we should mention. I don't. We haven't talked about it on the pod, or at least not when I was on there. Divock Origi. I know that's a little bit old news, but football is nothing without Origi. 
Yeah, uh, I, I think we touched on it slightly when uh, with Joseph, but you definitely right. I, should have your say because he's just, I mean, he's Deepak Origi. I just want to say, such a frustrating cult figure. I mean, just you you never, he, every time he'd come on, you didn't expect him to do anything, but at the same time, you knew that he was the only one that was going to do anything. It, it's just a weird dynamic of a player. I hope he does really well in Italy. I think that the speed and the style will suit him well. And also Milan is great right now. So it'll, it'll be in a good team again. Um, and then Minamino as well uh, is allegedly going to, going to go soon. And and maybe by the time this podcast comes out, he'll be, you know, confirmed, but uh, he'll be a big miss as well. I, I hate that he didn't turn out exactly like we all hoped he would. Maybe wasn't, what we thought he was or wasn't as good as maybe he played <laughs> as he played against us, yeah. uh, you know, the, in those couple of games a few years ago, but, you know, I always thought he was a good player. I always thought that he didn't always make the most of his opportunities, but he was always in the right positions and in the right, like he, he got it. He, he was, he had the, he fit the clock player template. It just didn't work out for whatever reason. Yeah, it's I, you don't even necessarily want to call him a transfer failure because I mean he still was the leading scorer for our team in two cup competitions that we won, and he scored some huge goals for us. And I mean, even though he didn't start very much, his goals per minute ratio was insane. <laughs> Weirdly, one of the best in the league. But yeah, it's a it's a shame to see him go. Uh, although you can't really again begrudge him for that because it it seems like he was frustrated. He's a good player. He knows he's a good player. We know he's a good player. It just the way that the team is growing, the way that it's going, he it just didn't quite fit right. There's a lot of different roles that we have that he's almost a fit for, and he kind of got stuck in that he's so versatile that he plays everywhere, and in that sense, he plays nowhere position that you see someone like Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain occupy. So like he never was able to stamp his authority on any one position to then be a fixture in the pecking order. He was always like third at every one of the front five positions and just mm-hmm. played all over the place. So I mean his his versatility kind of hurt him in that sense. I kind of always thought he would be our replacement, you know, delayed replacement for Adam Lalana. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they just kind of similar in stature, similar in in terms of statistics, although Mina Mina you know, scores more, does less Cruyff turns, but the, but they always kind of, I felt like they filled the same niche, maybe not the same player, but, but they were kind of that utility player that we could plug in wherever we needed to. Um, so it, it's a shame it didn't, I would, I don't even know that I would say it didn't work out. It's a shame he, we didn't get to see more of him. Um, but I think, you know, we're selling it at a profit, which is nice always. And, and you know, I wish him the best of luck as well. I think he's he's good. I mean, the first, Liverpool's first ever Japanese player—it's a success. Yeah, uh, got that great partnership with Kadancha as well uh, for some great marketing content there. Uh, but yeah, I think he'll do really well at Monaco uh, in league. Uh-huh. Uh, getting some Uber Eats as everyone <laughs> that league does, uh, and uh, he's one of those players again. Like he does, he has that bit of pause on the ball you can tell he like takes time to consider and think about what he's doing and in some systems that works really well uh and like some players revere that pause uh but sometimes it was a little bit too long for the speed of play that we do but again that's just 
he's a different type of player and he showed in the Salzburg system that he could do it. But I mean, he joined at such a weird time. I don't think you can really underestimate how big of an impact that had. He got injured really early. Uh, I mean, we signed other players during COVID season, but they had more of an integrated life. Like they were training, they were able to go out more. Things were more open. They spoke the language. I mean, it's, yeah, that was, that's tough on anybody, especially during COVID. You know, I I will say that Liga probably, Liga probably (laughs) fits him pretty well um, in terms of like, you know, he'll, he'll have opportunities to really show what he's worth there and, and what he can do. Because, I mean, it's still a step up from Salzburg, right? I mean, he's still in a better position than he was when we bought him. And so that's, it's, I'm, I'm happy for him. I hope, wish him the best. Yeah, same. Uh, and excited to see what he does next season. Mm-hmm. Um, a few other departures uh, alone or as free agent. Um, Adam Lewis on loan to Newport County. Connor Bradley on loan to Bolton. Ojo, Karius, Woodburn leaving the club on freeze, contracts not renewed. Anything, just any notes on any of those players? You would, I would have thought that Woodburn had a bit more, it, it based on how he kind of debuted and what he did early on, I, I kind of would have thought he'd been more of a, maybe not as good as some of our others that had come through, but maybe more of like a Curtis John situation. If, if that, you know, like I just didn't, he just kind of disappeared. Um, so you had to see that. And also, I mean, it's hard not to feel bad for Loris Carius, right? Like, like the guy, when we signed him, correct me if I'm wrong, was like the second best keeper in the Bundesliga mm-hmm. in a, in a bad team. And was, I mean, it was, it was a, he was like a, a stereotypical Klopp signing, you know, you sign him for the stats that they make. I mean, he's a good keeper, it's like right behind Neuer in terms of statistics and and was playing well. And then that one game, oh, that's out the window. I mean, he's played in he's 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 been on loan and, and failed. He's been, you know, been our number three a couple of times. It's trained with the team. I believe, you know, it just it you hate to see it. I really do hate that. I mean, it as mad as you can get about the Champions League final, uh you hate to see something like that happened to somebody. Yep. And uh, it was nice of Klopp to bring up again that like he was concussed during that second half against Real Madrid right. and all that stuff happened. And I, th- I think a lot of people overlook that, uh, which is a shame. And I-, I think he also never recovered from breaking his hand in his first ever game for us. Like Dayan Lover broke his hand by kicking it. And you could tell from then on his confidence was never the same. Like he, he then became aware of his own mortality. I think at that point, like he'd been flying high and going for whatever and maybe taking a bit of those risks or having that confidence was what made him such a good keeper and losing that made him not a good keeper, made him second guess himself, made him timid, made him not as strong when he Mm -hmm. needed to be strong. And there were times when that season before the final where he was looking good and, he, he was looking like, all right, there's something there. We might be able to get this guy back. And then it just all crashed and burned in the most spectacular way. But I, I back him to return to Asgard and kind of take over the rightful throne once Odin passes on because he is an Adonis and he's getting jacked. And I think he'll be 
okay, whether that's with another team or being in GQ or something. Like, I, th- I think he'll be fine, and I just hope he is able to move on when now that he's not on our team anymore, that he can just leave all that in the past and not have it being a the Zoloft cloud over his head. <laughs> he's just, he's a weird, like, that, that game and his career was such a weird inflection point that you don't see that often. Because, I mean, realistically, he came in in a very similar manner to Mane, to Salah to Robertson to you know like these guys that maybe weren't the finished product when they when they joined but developed into it i mean he was really great in the champions league that's now arguably we were we, van dyke came in at christmas that year and really cemented our issues but like mm-hmm. he was good and i mean like he was fine in the champions league he he did well he was decent in the league you know that year there was certainly signs of good things to come and then you know if he doesn't get concussed Maybe he doesn't play that pass to Benzema. Maybe we win the Champions League that year. We don't sign Allison. You know, like what? It's just yeah. crazy to think like how much that one incident affected both his career and Liverpool's trajectory as well. Because now we're better off. I mean, Allison is is unquestionably better than than he would have, than mm-hmm. Karius would have become. Um, so it's it's just interesting. That's always it's always going to be kind of a weird footnote in his in Liverpool history. Yeah, like we had to sacrifice his well-being in order <laughs> right. to, to right. win to all win the league trophies. and the Champions League, right? Um, but yeah, I, I think hopefully he'll be okay. Hopefully, all the people that that have left the club will be okay. Um, and I kind of think that just being here when they were kind of set them up for success elsewhere. Uh, and so we've talked about the goodbyes, uh, yeah, but as the as the song goes. You say goodbye and I say hello. And we've been saying hello to three new players to the team. Uh, and Will, I know you have set your name on this stream to Darwell Nunez. I believe that's in reference to something, but I'd like you to confirm that. Mm, no idea what you're talking about. I believe, I'm just kidding, I believe in evolution. Darwin is going to come in and do incredibly I think the players are jazzed up about him being there. They, I think, you know, they all kind of took a break and, and, and when he signed, you, you got a lot of good messages and stuff, but like Trent actually has a target man now yeah, yeah. and <laughs> Andy has a target man now. And, you know, we have a number nine, which we haven't had in, I mean, what, like six years, probably yeah. a, a true, a true number nine, like a modern nine. Uh-huh. Which is, which is, I mean, that'll be really, I mean, Suarez wasn't really a modern nine. I guess Sturridge maybe was the last time we had a true striker, um, which is wild. I think it was a long time ago. But, you know, this man can score goals. He's he's physically impressive. He's tall. He's strong. He's quick. You know, let's hope he's more Fernando Torres than Andy Carroll. But, yeah. you know, the I, I think... Because both of those, I've seen both of those comparisons online. Without the injuries, right? Exactly <laughs> of of either of them, but uh, no falling off bar stools or. or yeah. But yeah, I think I'm excited about him. It's always Benfica to Liverpool is a big step, but yeah, and I don't expect him to come in and just like set the world on fire initially. But he's he doesn't. He was bought before Mane left, so it's it's almost. I mean, yes, he is kind of a Mane replacement, but it's not it's not seen that way. Like we borrowed our transfer record for Nunez. That's just not the narrative. 
Um, and he also he's playing against arguably the best player in the world most a lot, who's going to take a lot of the pressure off of him because the people expect a lot to succeed. So he'll have some time to bet in. He can watch Jota score headers and learn. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I really do. I think I think this is a great signing, and I don't. I learned a long time ago that the money doesn't really matter. Period. But also, like to to Klopp and FSG, like they trust him now. If Klopp wants him, go get him. And and I trust the team. Yeah, I I am as I'm so excited for this signing. I mean, I know we talked about it when we played Benfica in the Champions League. Like that's who you got to watch out for. You got to watch out for Darwin Nunez, and you got to watch out for Rafa Silva running quickly to get the ball to Darwin Nunez. And I mean, he lived up to the billing when we played him. He's lived up to the billing all season. He settled in at Benfica really quickly. I mean, you can see, you look at the comps that have all come out for him. And I remember watching that game that that three of the goals were taken from uh, against Lech Poznan in the Europa League last year. And granted, you can take the two qualifiers that I just said at the end of that sentence with a grain of salt, but the goals that he scored just represented what type of player he is. He can do it all. He scored a header. He scored a tap in and he scored one where he completely undressed the defender and slotted it home. Like he's got all the tools he needs. He's good enough to where an owner of a former team of his was uh, announcing the transfer because they were so excited about him. Uh, and I, I, I won't purport to have watched a, a ton of the Portuguese league, um, because it's not really readily available, but I'll say something even more eye rolly. And that's, I remember watching him at the U 20 world cup and thinking like, there's something about this kid that he's going to go far because he's big, but he's the cliche of having a great touch for a big man. Like he, he was such a complete player even then and scores Mm -hmm. scored all different types of goals and just kept growing and kept taking that next step in his development. Mm -hmm. And, this is the exact right place to be for him and the right place for us, considering that we're, we're going through a refresh and we're revitalizing the front. Like we, we kind of all predicted that Bobby would maybe be taking a back seat a bit more, uh, especially with his injury record and his age. But you look at the front three now, uh, and I'd love to hear your excitement or trepidation about this, but the front three potentially of, Salah Nunez Diaz or Salah Nunez Jota or Salah Jota Diaz. Uh, what are those are exciting? Are you, are you looking forward to that? Is that like the right evolution that you think we needed? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, he's a different type of player than Mane is. And even though I just said he's not Mane's replacement, he's not. But the, but he's, it's a different dynamic that we haven't had before. I also think, you know, Klopp's not afraid to let, give people time to, to bet in and, and, you know, maybe sit him on the bench for three, four months to let him get ready. And so it wouldn't shock me if you see Salah Jota Diaz at the beginning of the season, um, which, quite frankly, I'm perfectly fine with. Uh, I think... I, I think for all the chatter ab- around Nunez, he obviously will play a lot because he's our, our record transfer and he's good. But we are arguably a little better off statistically, assuming he comes in and does what he does. He will get if if Jota's stats stay the same. Diaz is only going to get better if Nunez does, you know, three fourths of what we expect him to do. And Salah does Salah. We'll score more goals than we did this past season. Um, just by by virtue of, you know, 
by virtue of just just having good goal scorers. And I, th- I think it, when you looked around the transfer market at the beginning, maybe you know, like March, when people start looking for the summer, there weren't a lot of number nines that were available. I mean, there weren't ones that could actually score, right? I mean, like Gabriel Jesus was, you know, art may be available however realistic that may or may not have been for Liverpool, but like, he doesn't really score that much. You know, you've had, you had Mane was kind of a revelation at, at the number nine, but he's, you know, who, who knows how long that would have lasted at that point in time. So you started looking around and you're like, Holland obviously is available and, and is probably going to city or something crazy for some obscene amount of money. And, and, you know, people kept coming back to Nunez for multiple teams, man United included other teams. He kept looking at him because He's one of the only number nines available, and so I think I think it's a great signing. I think the front three has only has, or front. It's really you look at it like a front five, honestly, because um, they'll I think they'll rotate a lot, and I think it's maybe better than it. We just had it. I don't know. It's hard to say that losing Sadio Mane, but I, I do think if if Nunez comes in and hits the ground running, and you have everybody fit for a while, we're better off than we were. Yeah, I, I think it could potentially have a higher ceiling for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the the pieces are there for us to have a what, a new look or the look mm-hmm. we've been trying to do, but had everyone be five eight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we'll we'll see a lot more goals in positions where we've been frustrated and kind of throwing our hands up a little bit, like why are you sending this in again? Like now we have someone on the end of that, and someone who's always going to be in those spaces mm-hmm. that we need people to be in the box. Uh, so super excited about that because we've needed it. I agree. And I'll use the next person on your list probably as a segue. I think the addition of Nunez and Fabio Carvalho, Carvalho as a formation change, perhaps, if he if he comes in well. I think we could see maybe a 4-2-3-1 situation um, with, because we have a number 10. Yeah, I, I I think that's definitely a possibility or an adjustment because, like we we play a four three three, but we don't really play a four three three. We basically play like a two five <laughs> three. <laughs> right. Like it, it it's, but I I agree, and I, I think he's another one of those players where you look at the maybe the shortcomings or at least in the run in of the season where is that a height joke. <laughs> yeah, sure. potentially. I mean, he's got that little poof at the top. Yeah, that's true. Um, but you look at when we were maybe stuttering a bit when the results weren't coming as easily as they were in the first half of the season, and you look at the places where players were not getting in attack or and not showing up. That's where Nunez thrives. That's where Carvalho thrives. Like that's where these players are going to be, and that's why we brought them in. And he's young, but. He's going to play like he and Harvey are going to get playing time next season for sure. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you don't just be in the championship team of the season. Like say what you will about the quality of the championship. Like it's still a good league and you don't just become one of the best, most effective players in that league. Like, and he, he's definitely earned it. So I'm, I'm super excited about him. I'm super excited about the potential for fab squared, whatever nickname combo that's going to be. He's going to get to learn under a multitude of different types of players like just i know he's already a good player but learning from tiago in midfield learning from the just the attack and drive of diaz on one wing salah on the other uh nunez up top like harvey alongside him there's a lot of different players um that he'll 
be able to draw inspiration from and grow his game even more. Um, and he, I, I think the, the most exciting thing is that, uh, well, not exciting. It was just funny that like you forget that he is English. And so you kind of expect him to give interviews and like in Portuguese, if we translate and we're like, Oh, half our team speaks Portuguese, half our coaching staff speaks Portuguese, but his English is, he's got a London accent. Like he's, right. he's just a, a normal kid. Like he could theoretically still play for England. It's, mm-hmm. it's that, I don't know. I don't know why that surprises me so much, but it, it tickled me hearing his farewell interview from mm-hmm. Fulham when he was I agree. saying that. Um, but has a, not quite as thick of an accent as our next person, yeah. uh, Calvin Ramsey, who I love the na- the country of Scotland. Please, can we get more of them? I love Scotland. I love Scottish players. Yes. Yeah, he's he's exciting. He's like the perfect understudy for Trent, it seems like. It also mm-hmm. looks like we're going to get money for Nico Williams because of this. Um, my, my friend from Scotland who went out of the way to watch a bunch of Scottish league matches this season. Cause his favorite team's Rangers was like, I wanted Rangers to sign Calvin Ramsey. Like I wanted him to be on our team and be the replacement for Nathan Patterson. Uh, but you've, you've just signed someone who's really, really good and one of mm-hmm. our brightest talents from Scotland. So I'm, I don't know how much of him we'll see. I bet we'll see about as much of him as Samikas, maybe a little bit less, but I, I'm excited to see him kick on and grow and see how quickly he can learn and settle into this team. This, this to me, I'll be honest, I, I have a little less faith. I mean, I know he's good, but this, this to me is sign him for, you know, five, six million, sell him for 12 in two seasons. That's, that's what this signing says to me. Now, I mean, I could be wrong, but like it's an understudy to Trent when Trent is 22, 23 yeah. years old. Like, okay. And also, Gomez does such a good job at right back whenever he plays. Like we're okay, you know, on on the right side. Um, may will he play? Maybe, probably, but I I don't really see. I I will record this and use it against me in four years when he's starting in the Champions League final or something. When Trent is inevitably moved to midfield, uh, but the because he's wasted it right back. Yeah, but the. I just don't see this as like a, a this is a squad signing with the intent to sell on later, in my opinion, or at least just provide cover when sure. needed. But yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I mean, excited to see where he goes. But you're right, like he's not. We're not going to see him that often. We'll see him in the early rounds of the Carabao. We'll see him in the early rounds of the FA Cup. And if somebody gets hurt, he might fill in. But yeah, um, and and I think the last question I have. I know we just talked about our new signings and I know there's also been a lot of talk out of the club that we're done. Do you think we're done? Yes. I do think we're, I think we're probably done. It just, so here's what it depends on what, and we'll find this out. I think we'll find out pretty quickly, but it depends on what they you know they've been sold to buy forever, but we we bought Nunez without maybe. I mean, obviously they probably knew money was probably going to go, but like we we did not sell to buy in that instance. We we bought and then sold, which can be the same thing. But it also maybe we had that money set aside, and we will now use the money money to go after someone. Uh, there is always that chance. I, it wouldn't shock me um, because our midfield 
is good, but it's probably our weakest point. I think I will say no, because I think what you said is true and that Elliot and, and Carvalho will play a ton this season. And I think that's the only reason I think we have our midfield signing already and it's Carvalho and I think, and, and Elliot as cliche as it is to say, like a new signing, I think he'll, st- I mean, he started last season at the beginning of the season. I think obviously he's in Klopp's plans. So, you know, I, th- I think we've got our midfield signings already made. They're there. They're just 12 years old. Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, although I will say I'm not going to rule it out completely if there's another Diaz situation where we see someone that we like and we know we want to buy them later. We put them on layaway and then someone else tries to buy them and we're like, nope, we're okay. We'll just move it up. We don't want you to have them. We want them. Yeah, that's um, true. I think that would be the only way that we sign someone because that, that seemed to be the case with two of many. Like, we're, we're, we want him. Like, and it's going to be him or it's not going to be anybody, but I feel like there's maybe one or two people on that list still that if we don't have to wait till next summer, or if it doesn't, if like we don't agree with their club to wait till next summer, I think we probably move because I still see us needing someone who can be Fabinho when Fabinho's not in everyone else who plays there plays the role slightly differently, but that role when it's, at its best for our team is how Fabinho plays it. So I could see us potentially moving for someone in that profile, but only if someone else is trying to sign them as well. So here's, here's my hot take maybe on this. I don't think we get anybody in the summer. I think we get Bellingham in, in January. That's what I think will happen. I think because, because of what you just said, I don't think we go for him now. And I think the, you know, Manus, the Chelsea's, you know, those guys start sniffing around at Dortmund, you know, towards Christmas because maybe they're not doing so well. And I think, I think we will get him later, but not right now. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, although I'm curious if we see him in a Fabinho role or if we see him more as like the Henderson role replacement. I think he's Henderson's replacement yeah. because Henderson is sort of the Fabinho role. When he's not there, I, it's a natural fit for for both of those things. I, mm-hmm. I just I, he's somebody Bellingham is somebody I actually have watched play a little bit because I like watching Dortmund, mm-hmm. um, and he's he fits that you know I can play either of these positions very well type situation. And I think if you if you get him, that's our midfield sorted for six years probably, if for not sure. more, and like. 40 appearances a, a season, 40, mm-hmm. 50 appearances yeah. a season. Like he, I mean, he's that quality. Oh yeah. I mean, if you get him, like he, if you get him, he fixes a lot of the issues that we currently have, but also, or even if it's not him specifically, but someone in that plays just like him or very similarly, if you get that person, you know, Tiago's not young. Henderson's not young. Fabinho's not old, but he's not young either. Uh, Nabby, I've said, a lot about Nabby Kato over the years. Mil- Milner is evergreen, but old. I think, you know, Elliot Carvalho and Bellingham or Bellingham Light are our, it's our future. And so I wouldn't be shocked to see him come in January. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see him coming after. Sadio Mane sinks Dortmund's title hopes. Mm-hmm. Then that's, that's the new way that Dortmund blow the league. 
And so he finally is like, oh, I'm leaving now. And honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if we sign him in January for the summer. Like we just sealed the yeah. deal in mm-hmm. January and he mm-hmm. doesn't even join yet. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm kind of on in full agreement with you mm-hmm. that January will, something will happen with him or someone of that ilk. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. And, and it would not shock me if we, especially if nobody's hurt. Yeah. Um, if we, if we signed him, you know, maybe to reduce the overall fee, we let them keep him for the know, rest whatever, of the season. For the rest of the season. Yeah. And I think yeah, in classic Dortmund fashion, there's, a release clause that kicks in after next season or something mm-hmm. that is, that isn't active now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm very curious, I'm very curious to see who gets the 10. Uh, very curious to see if Carvalho keeps his weird ass 48 number that he had at Fulham. Um, it's just to have the hilarity of him and Harvey playing together and being 48 and 67. Like with a, 66 behind it. <laughs> if, if we become like, the the hockey number yeah. team it's or the football number team it's uh, please no like 2010 to 2015 AC Milan <laughs> style right. just uh-huh. weird weird numbers for these star players mm-hmm. uh, but that'll about do it let us know at YNTA podcast who you think is going to be the biggest hit out of our signings who you think we're going to sign if we're bluffing uh, saying that we're done and how much you're going to miss all these players that left um will thanks for for joining this evening it's a pleasure to talk to you again thank you i'm happy to happy to be it i hope to be fit for the start of next season and be more available on the podcast hopefully this won't be the last time yeah it's you'll get a full preseason mm-hmm. which will be very mm-hmm. helpful as you acclimate to the new season right the new team right uh and as always this episode is dedicated to uh, the memory of andrew ainsworth um, and the memory of Zach Osborne, who I, I think went the full season without being on an episode, <laughs> looking back on it. Uh, so we'd, we'd loaned him out to an, a, another league podcast. So right. we'll, we'll be getting him back this season. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, talk to everybody later. Goodbye. Thanks. See you later. <laughs> Bye.